This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy of South Florida for 99 years. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president of the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. It's an honor to join you every Sunday morning to let you know about good things that are happening in our communities. If this is the first time you've tuned in to Mission Possible, the good news program, it really is a program of good news. It's meant to be uplifting and encouraging, and I think everyone needs that, especially during these last 18 months of the COVID pandemic, the economic upturns, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, the vaccine, uh, not get vaccined, all the issues that are surrounding us as a nation and as the world. And then, of course, we had our Afghanistan um, pullout uh, just a few weeks ago. So everything that you hear on the news is pretty much horrible. You know, you're hearing about the murders, about the rapes, about the stabbings, about the school uh, shooters and so on. And so this program... <laughs> is dedicated and has been dedicated to bring you great things that are happening in the community. And all through this doom and gloom, you know, we're serving over nearly a thousand men, women, and children every single day in some capacity. We have centers in Broward County and in Miami County, Miami-Dade County, uh, where we have residential programs, about 700 men, women, and children anytime can be in our programs. Uh, this past year, we've cut that number down a little bit so we can practice uh, social distancing and, and safety measures, but we're starting to increase our numbers again as uh, things get a little bit better in, in our communities and as the health department and the CDC tells us that we're allowed to do and working with so many different organizations, but we're doing a lot and it takes a lot. Uh, for us to be able to help those. Can you imagine being homeless now during COVID? I mean, what kind of resources would you have available to you? So when men and women come to us for help, we have a different uh, procedure that we use to make sure that we do all the safety measures, get people tested, uh, get quarantined if they need to be quarantined, and then they can reenter the, the, the program. But the good news, the good news, even through all of this that's going on, um, people are getting their lives turned around. Uh, this happening over and over again every single day. And we can't do all that we do without our donors and our supporters, our prayer partners, our corporate, our, our community foundations, uh, the, the Broward Homelessness, uh, Initiative Partnership and the Miami Dade Homeless Trust and so many other great organizations that come alongside of us to help us serve those that are struggling. Uh, those that are coming from domestic violence, women with their children, or maybe men that are, have still not really been able to overcome the PTSD of serving in our, in our, um, for our nation in the armed services, or people that are suffering from addiction. And, uh, the, the rising that I see in the last 30 years that I've been here, the rising problem has been mental illness. And so we have men and women that are coming in super depressed 
anxiety prone, schizophrenic, uh, just, just, just a different set of mental illnesses. And, and most of the things we're able to help, many things we can't. And so we have to seek other agencies and organizations to help us because it's just beyond our needs. But again, I, like I said earlier, we cannot do it without the community support. And during these fall months, uh, we're going to serve over 250,000 meals. And I've been here long enough to know that hope often begins with a meal. You can have the best program. You can have the best beds. You can have the best clothing and all that. But when, if you don't have food to help someone uh, that's hungry, they probably won't listen to you about anything else. So we start off by befriending people, by encouraging people, by our feeding programs, and then making sure that people know that we have good meals. For only $2.10, we're able to serve a meal. And you say, how can you do that? What kind of meal is that? Well, it's a delicious meal. And and the reason we keep the cost so low is that we have a lot of the food is donated. We have a tremendous army of volunteers that come in and help prepare the meal and serve the meal. So that cut down cost right there. You know, I guess if we extrapolate it out for the real cost, if we had to buy it and, and process it and service it, serve it ourselves, it would probably be over $5 a meal. But we're able to keep that so low. And so one way you can help us is just by simply making a financial donation. You can go to caringplace.org slash hope. That's caringplace.org slash hope. And if you, and if you can't do that, another great way that you can help us right from where you are is to be, be part of our pack the pantry food drive that we do every single year. You know, ages ago, decades ago, I guess some people still do it today. Uh, grandma or the family used to can up items that they used during the winter, uh, make sure they're all stockpiled so they'd have them put away. And that's what exactly what we're going to do. We have this every year. You can go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry. We'll actually send you out the old fashioned paper bags. Uh, be printed on there what to put inside there. We're looking for non-perishable items. This year, if we can do this right, we are going to be start accepting uh, pies and hams and turkeys that individuals may be able to give to us. So that's a tricky thing to keep everything frozen until the day that we really need it. But we want to be able to take those items. But, you know, go to your local supermarket and look for the BOGOs to buy one, get one free. One free. So you see a can of beans for your family and get a can of beans for another family that's in need. And you assemble all those items. We ask you to drop them off at one of our many uh, local drop-off points in Miami-Dade and Broward Counties. But if you're ambitious, like so many people are, and they want to do a drop at their business or to school or the place of worship or even in a condominium uh, you get uh, get some find some big boxes and we'll send you some flyers out to put the flyers on the boxes and we will come out and we will pick up those items and, you know it really warms my heart when I see kids get involved uh, a couple years ago I met a child and and her and her mom they were dropping off items they actually she actually went door to door with her uh, wheel um, wheelbarrow um, wagon wheel rather and was collecting food items from her neighbors and then they put it all into the car and they brought it down and dropped them off and I think she was like nine years old. I said, wow, what a wonderful way to start training up our children to be givers and donors and, and to be compassionate for others. So again, go to caringplace.org slash pantry. And then during the month of October, we have two really great events for women. And the first one is called Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's October 23rd. This is going to be a movie night at our church property located in Miami Gardens at 700 Northwest 175th Street. 
You'll be able to enjoy the movie on the lawn or through your car. It's going to be a great time. And the funds here that are being raised are going to go for abused women and children that are fleeing domestic violence. And this is part of a, a great group of women that put this together. Uh, you can go to our website at caringplace.org slash breakfast or just go to our regular uh, website at caringplace.org to find out more. Uh, tickets are on sale. And then we have Tea Time with God, which is October 30th. This is a Zoom conference. It's a virtual conference. We had our first one last year because of COVID, and we're having it again this year. It's wonderfully attended. You, you just have a marvelous time. And again, that's October 30th. And if you want more information, go to caringplace.org slash tea time. That's caringplace.org slash tea time. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we had a wonderful celebration uh, on our church property. It was a night of joy. It actually was on 9-11, so it had a multi-level of meaning. Uh, we commemorated, you know, that tragic day uh, 20 years ago where the two towers were brought down. Almost 3,000 lives were lost and all their families and the firefighters and the police officers and so on. It was just a tragic day in America. Uh, many people that are listening probably this morning, maybe you haven't, weren't even born at that time, but we had a great night of praise. And that's what we want to do all during the year. Uh, even though we're going through some hard, hard times and people are you know, curious of what's going to happen in 2022, uh, we're looking at a centennial year. That's going to be our 100th year of serving the homeless and needy here in South Florida, beginning in 1922, out of a covered wagon, pretty much drawn by a horse, and to today where we have multi-centers and, and multi-facilities and are caring for so many people. Uh, so next year is a very special day, one um, special year rather, 100 years of serving those in the greatest of need. And uh, getting back to our faith groups, we have our faith partners that are such a great part of this. They pray with us. They pray for us. We have a group called The Crew that's multi-denominational. They come out, and they haven't been able to do it this past year, but I hope in the next few months they'll be able to do it, is they come out and they actually go to the pockets of homelessness where maybe you wouldn't see on your regular pathways, but they'll go into the bridges, they'll go in the bushes, and they bring a little food, some water, and some encouragement. And the previous year when we were able to do this, we had 43 men and women uh, that probably would not get off the street, came off the street because of their kindness and their and their perseverance. And so we want to start that up again. And so all these things that are working together are so that one person that's lost on the streets can be able to make a change in life. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm here with us today over the phone. We have Rhodesia Strong, and this is the lady that very inspiring, doing so much in our community, helping others. Thank you so much for everything you do and for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I know you are the president and founder of the Solid Rock uh, Redemptive Ministry. Tell yes. me about that. Tell me all about your ministry, Rhodesia. Yes, Solid Rock Redemptive Ministries is more of an outreach ministry. We are not a four-wall ministry. We go out into the community. We go into homes. We help the homeless people. We help people that are in need. Uh, although our ministry is kind of small, but we still, you know, cater to the community. Um, we do many things in the community, uh, clothing, sharing, whatever person need, if we can help them, then we do. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm 
I can only imagine, right, that you have people behind you and around you that are mm-hmm. helping you with everything that you're doing. How do you do it? How do you inspire people to follow you and help you with all this that you're doing? Well, I'll tell you, honestly, people that know me for many years, I call it back in the days, they know my life and they know that I'm a woman of my word. They know that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, even if I have to sacrifice things for myself. So this is how I get my support. We don't have a lot of supporters, but this is what happens. If I ask someone to help me do something or give, they're going to do it because they know that I'm going to do what I say I was go- I'm going to do. Absolutely. And, and of course, now you're telling me about the going out into the communities. So how do you find the individuals that are in need? Well, when we go out, we witness. And if a person says, look, um, I don't have food or whatever the need is at the time, then we try to help them. If we can't help them, then I refer them to an agency where they can get help. Now, are you knocking like door to door? Do you go to uh, neighborhoods that you know that, you know, there may be a low income area? How do you how do you do this? I mean, I think it's fascinating. Yes, we have. We go to the the what we call it. Yeah, the low income er- uh, uh, areas. And there's where we meet some people there. They have needs and we refer them. Whatever way we could help them, we do. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Now, in, in, in terms of donations, the clothing, the items that you're saying that you're collecting, um, who helps you? How do they do it? And how can our community of listeners can help you? Well, there is a lady called me not long ago and told me she had some clothing that she wanted to give to me to donate. So uh, we don't take those clothing. And either if we know someone that needs them, then we give them to them. If we don't, then we would donate them to Mommy Rescue Mission, et cetera. Right, right. So, so it's not like you're holding on to to donations. You, if you can no. use them, you use them, and if not, you let them go to another organization. And by the way, right. thank you so much. Yes, our listeners, mm-hmm. you know that we are always also collecting donations, uh, clothing items, anything. Um, right now, you can donate. Uh, of course, you can make monetary donations. You can donate clothes, shoes, anything that you have that you're not in use anymore. You can just go ahead and give it to the Miami Rescue Mission, like Rhodesia is t- saying here. And uh, donations can always be dropped off at any one of our centers or they can actually be picked up. So yes. let us know if you would like to do that. And Rhodesia, thank you so much. I know you are one of our supporters as well in, in that regards. Yes. Um, so tell me about the ministry. Is this like uh, when you meet with your team, when you meet with the people that is helping you, is this something that you do on a monthly basis or how, how do you guys do it? Well, whenever need occurs, if there is a need, we come together. Or if not, then my husband and I would just meet the need ourselves. That's amazing. Yeah. For an example, a lady, she's disabled and she had called me and she had a need of food. So we didn't call a team. My husband and I just did it ourselves. So this is what we do. You know, we went and bought food and took it to her several times to help her. So when the need is there, if we can do it ourselves, we do it. If not, then we would reach out to the team or others to help us. Wow. I mean, your heart, you know, thank you so much for for doing that. Now, um, when you are collecting these items and you're giving them away, tell me a story about a family or a person that received the items. What did they tell you? What was the feedback? Wow. So many. I know (laughs) they'd be elated. You know, they just be elated over what they received. Wow. And how they are being blessed, you know, so. I just look at the expression. When I see their expression, it brings joy to me. And these are not just old, you know, old clothes. These are some of these things are brand new clothes. Myself, I went and bought clothes the other day to share with someone else. So that their the expression on their eyes, their face, 
it's, it's just amazes me and pushes me to want to do more. Wow. How long have you been doing this? We started in 1996, uh, 19, January 1996. We started our uh, outreach during that time. 25 years serving the community. Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so during this 25 years, I'm sure you know a lot of people. You tell them about the need out there. Um, again, I love your heart. I love what you're doing. I I, I feel like I want to help you myself as well. This is this is so awesome, um, oh. everything that you're doing. Tell me about your website. How can people find you? Uh, what can they expect when they go to your website that you're going to give us right now? What can they expect to find there? Well, they can go to solidrock.miami. And when you go there, you'll find me. Hopefully you'll see that I'm transparent and I'm real. You would also see some of the things we have done in the community uh, with the younger people. Uh, you'll see just different things that you're going to see test- or read testimonies about what how people's lives was changed. I mean, testimony after testimony. I have so many testimonies in my heart, what God has done in the lives of other people because of what we are doing in the community. And I'm pretty sure there are other people that are doing it too. And you would also see um, how you can be a part of Solid Rock Redemptive Ministries. So they can, there is a place there in the website, and I haven't checked it out. I will after we finish the interview because I like to get myself very familiar with everyone that I interview. So that way, if they, you know, if any of our listeners call me, I can give them information. I can tell them where to go. Do you also post any outings or any events that you may have coming up in the website? Yes. Okay. Wonderful. There are some events there. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now, what prompted you and your husband 25 years ago to start this ministry? Well, my first husband, we were married 32 years. We started. When we started, we started in 1996. But and he was a professional, a professional a teacher. And so we had a heart for the community. We had a heart for children and families. So we started at that time to uh, with a radio broadcast, we start going out in the community. We start doing health fair, whatever you you name it, try to do it just to be a blessing to the people in the community. Wow! So and because I was raised, I was I was born in a large family. I have such compassion to see families knitted together, to see young people grow up and 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 fulfill their uh, potential in life. So I am just inspired because of what I want to see happen in the lives of others, especially our younger generations. You want to give them uh, the opportunity, right, to move forward, to have a better tomorrow. Education is important. I can see that. I yes. mean, again, I want to thank you uh, for doing this, for being so concerned about our community and for those that are hurting. Um, everything that we are investing, right, organizations like ours, like yours, we are investing in in the young adults and in, in the adults that are homeless and they need they need to fight so hard to get a new life, right? Uh, Rodesia, I want to thank you. I want to, again, thank you so much. You're an inspiration. Uh, Continue to do exactly what you're doing. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Reach Centers. I'm so excited. Today we have on the phone with us Sydney Smith from Sydney Smith Legacy Music. Thank you for joining us, Sydney. How are you doing today? I am fine, thank you, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you. And thank you so much again for the night of joy. What a night. Uh, we had such a momentum with all the performers. Uh, we had over 10 performers at the uh, night of joy. This was a charity concert that we did in the month of September. And you happened 
to close the show for us. You were the last one. You were praising God. You were with your people there. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a show you, you guys did. How did you feel? Tell me. Oh, we feel we felt really, really good about this because, you know, anything we do for the Lord is always well worth it. And we enjoyed it and we would uh, many, many times. Yes, yes. And, and that's exactly what you did. I mean, I saw everybody was front stage, you know, looking at you guys and uh, praising God with you. And, and, and we really, really enjoyed uh, what you guys did. So tell me a little bit about you and Sydney Smith's legacy. Yes, ma'am. I have been uh, playing music for uh, 30 years or more. Wow. And uh, the nightclub type of scene. And uh, there's nothing really that uh, had me so overjoyed doing that at all. So I figured, uh, coming from a Christian background, my dad was the organist at the Eastman Street Baptist Church in Jamaica for over 40 years. And I learned music there, and I learned how to care and share with people. And uh, don't do, don't, don't not be looking down on the downtrodden, and uh, and having an upward look at this whole thing. And uh, ooh, let me do this one. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, you you yeah. guys. Uh, let me let me tell you, you have done amazing. The fact that you've been doing it for over. 30 years now, right? And, and you decided, you know what, I want more from my music, right? So you decided to go in, in that path of praising God and, and doing it, you know, what was giving you purpose, right? Tell me how you find the, the, the people that perform with you. Well, I find them from uh, concerts that we attend. There might be musicians there that, ah, I'd like to join you guys or just uh, people that come to our street revivals and uh, see them on the street. And this guy might be, you know, a little bit shabby or not clean and says, I am a drummer. I was a drummer here. As a drummer here, I play the kind of saxophone here. So what? Come on in. Come on, play. Bring your instrument here. And that's how then they'll be there at uh, rehearsals. And uh Everybody is, as, as you guys are always saying, uh, with a meal, a meal goes a long way. And uh, in doing that, we have bolstered uh, instrumentalists along with us and just grown in leaps and bounds. Amazing, amazing. And, and what a wonderful organic way of, you know, reaching out to individuals, right? They have so much talent. I remember Alec, you're the one that was playing the guitar Oh, my God, so much talent, such a young kid, right? Such a young adult, and he's got amazing talent, and, of course, so do you. I met your grandson. He was there with you as well. Um, that's, that, that's incredible, you know, that you have such a great uh, band, right, a group of uh, people coming together to praise God. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, and your, uh, you know, your performances, how can they find you? Yes, we have an email address. It's 90sydneysmith uh, at gmail.com. 90sydneysmith at gmail.com. Spell Sydney for us. S-Y-D-N-E-Y. Perfect. And if you were not able to get that because you're driving, you're busy, this is not the right time for you to get that info, call me here at the Mission, Leanne. You can also check uh, Sydney Smith on YouTube if you want to see his work. 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for all you're doing. We appreciate you. Thank you so very much. And thanks for having us. Thank Thank you, you. ma'am. Well, I always say the most favorite part of the program is when we talk to people who are going through life change or who have gone through life change. And today with me, I have Angelo, and he's willing to tell a little bit of his story. So first off, welcome to the program, Angelo. Thank you for having me in this moment. Well, you do have an interesting story, and let's go back in time to when things were good. Uh, tell me about life and the kind of jobs you had and how you got to where you, you were back in, in those good days. Okay, great days. Um, graduated high school, right out of high school. I applied for a job at IBM, got the job, started in the mailroom um, as a worker, then I became mailroom manager. I ran the mailroom. As time went on, I was offered the position of human resources director, and I've got I got that. And um, life was always good to me. I, I you know I never realized it then, but I mean I have really been blessed. And you know I guess I took that for granted. And you're also um, talented, uh, even a uh, little bit of music uh, background there. So yes. what do you do in that realm? Uh, I put a band together. I am a drummer. I've been playing since I'm five years old. My dad uh, was a professional drummer, and he played in the bands, and of course he taught me how to play. And um, I love that. I I love that. I you know I I I love working for big corporations. I I love playing the drums. Um, you know, I, I am a people person. I, I love talking to people. Well, you love people, and you had music, and you also had success. But through that, uh, sometimes peer pressure and meeting maybe somebody is not such a good influence on your life. So something happened there. Yeah, something did happen. Um, You know, I come down here to Florida, and biggest mistake was I, I met this girl, and she's one of those women that you never really would think that she would be into hard drugs. And she was. Uh, she was into heroin. She got me hooked on it. And, you know, I, that, that that was it. I mean, uh, uh, I, I really thought that I wasn't going to get hooked on it. I said, I ain't going to like that. And, you know, I was wrong. I lied to myself. And you always, uh, sometimes you want to be happy, you know, together, and so you don't want to raise the red flag and say, no, no, I don't do that. Right. Exactly, yeah. Well, something devastating happened uh, in that relationship. Do you mind sharing that? No, not at all. Um, I knocked on the door, and there was no answer. I let myself in, walked around the house, and I found her dead on the on the couch. With the needle in her arm, she definitely overdosed. She OD'd. Um, I had to run outside, get her some fresh air, go back in there, take the needle out of her arm. Um, I mean, I knew she was dead. Her lips were purple. Migra mortis had already set in. So that's just yeah. that's just devastating. Yeah, and I can't even imagine how you felt at that moment in time. But now your spiral down took a little time after that. I mean, you tried to hold it together, but some other things happened in your life. You lost some other very important people. Yeah, lost my dad and my mom a year apart. And, you know, this is when I was And you're still holding a job. You're still Mm -hmm. working. Still working. 
And, you know, my dad was very sick. My mom, she wasn't. She just got a clean bill of health. And brain aneurysm took her out. She just, she fell one night, collapsed. So emotionally, how are you feeling now during all this time? Because this uh, all happened, what, within a, what was it, a year or two um, years? Yeah, she, uh, the girl died in 2008. My dad died 2010. My mom, 2011. So, boom, boom, boom. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, so, we're going to come back, and in just a moment, we're going to have a break here, and you're going to tell us what led you to come to the Miami Rescue Mission, but right now, you can see a lot of depression. So, please, don't turn that dial. Let's find out what happened to Angela, because there is more to the story. Well, I hope you stayed with us. Uh, we're back with Angelo. He's going to give us the remaining part of his story. Um, it's hard to get it all in in these very short minutes, but we led up to the time where he, now remember, he had a good job. He had a good life. He had met a person that had led him down the path of drugs and um he just found she had overdosed, and then just a year later, his mom, then a year later, his dad, and everything all together. The depression was just too great. So, Angelo, let's pick up the story there. What really led you, and I know there's two different times here at the mission, so what led you that first time to the mission? Okay, the, how I got here was I had some money put away. I stayed in a hotel for about a month and a half. The money was running low, and I started talking to people in the hotel, in the lobby. People out in the street were saying, well, look, you, you should go to the mission. The mission will help you. I said, all right. Okay, so I waited till just about the money ran out. I came to the mission, walked through the doors, and uh, never looked back. But uh, lo and behold, of course, you know, Trouble come knocking at the door again. As soon as I started getting settled in here at the mission, I had trouble back in uh, Lee County. Um, and that and was a there was charges way for yes. years ago. Yeah, but so popped up. That popped up, and one of the staff members brought me into his office, and you know, it says, "Look, they they know where you're at." I, I well, I was gonna run, take off, and he told me not to. Take care of my problem. Do what you need to do. Come back. Come back. I will let you back. Come so that back. was a big decision you had to make. So he used to say, I listened to him. Amen. Uh, I went I went and took care of my problem. I was done with my problem. While I was in jail, I met uh, a pastor that came in. I spoke with him, and he said, when you get out, here's my number. Call me. I will get you back to Miami. Oh. Bought me a Greyhound ticket back to Miami. Wow. I came in on a Sunday night. Uh, there was one of the staff members that remembered me. He spoke to, um, I guess, his boss. His boss said, let him in. And I've been here at the mission ever since. You know, I, life is good. So you're you're working your way up the program once again, and you're in what we call our regeneration, yes. our alpha program. Alpha means that you are upper class, <laughs> man, and just like Harvard being a senior, it's kind of the same thing. So you're very well respected. You dress differently. Um, and you can help others as they are coming in and going up that process. You're, I know you've done, uh, your education at the education center and you're also doing your Christian service assignment and you happen to be assigned to central office. So we see your face quite often mm. and, uh, you have a lot of talent. So 
What is your aspirations? Uh, I mean, you've gone through a lot in life, even though things started out good, but there's that, there's that interim that was very terrible, rocky, awful. Um, and you could beat yourself up. Um, but so how do you keep yourself positive and what do you want to do now? Um, you know, I still beat myself up because I should have been smarter than that. Um, yeah, I am, I am a very educated man, but you know, yeah, I, you know, I slipped up. So now I can dwell on what I did. I can take back what I did. If I could, believe me, I would. But I just, I got to move forward now. I got to leave all that behind me, move forward. And, you know, this is one thing I constantly say to myself. I'm going to come back bigger and better than ever. Well, I think we can leave it on on that note. And you are a very intelligent. And I know that you'll probably get a good administrative job. And that's what you're going forward to. Listen, all walks of life, things happen. So it's not just the, the same old story with people who find themselves at the Miami Rescue Mission. Someone can be educated. Someone can be talented. Someone could have made a wrong decision and went down a very bad path. Um, so it, it, there is no certain type of person. It's all cultures, all ethnic, all education, classes. God can change a life. Thank you, Angelo, for having that courage to share your story with us today. Pray for Angelo and many of the other men and women as they come through these programs. God bless you. Wow, what a great testimony from Angelo. You know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. We're serving hundreds of people every single day, thousands of people during the course of a year. But it all boils down to helping that one person, either man or female or a whole family, when they come to us um, with no direction in life, Sometimes it's just what they can carry in their hands and they have no vision and they come to us and they start understanding that God loves them. People loves them. We love them. There's a plan for them. We're a Christian organization. We don't shy from that. You don't have to be of any denomination or belief to come in and get help from us. Uh, but we believe that God has a plan for everyone. All the major religions, by the way, a Muslim and Jewish and Christian, all have it as tenets that we are to help the poor, help the widow, help the orphan, help those that are greatest in need. And so that's a commonality. And that's just sharing love among people. And so that's what we're looking for is to share love with people in a practical way. And when we do that, we see changes like Angela. They start getting that vision. They start saying, hey, I can change. And you know, that change often starts with with just the very first meal. I've said that over and over and over in, in my years here. I've seen it with my own eyes. Others can testify that hope often begins with that first meal. And this fall, we're going to be serving over 250,000 meals. Uh, that's how we befriend people. That's how we keep a lot of people. You know, when you're out in the streets and you're hungry and you're tired and you're sweaty and your clothes stink and you come in, uh, you don't want to hear about how you get your life changed or how how great the program is. You're hungry and you need a shower and you need a change of clothes and you need some hygiene products. And And once that happens, people start to become easier they feel better about themselves i've seen people come to us uh and you can stand and watch them they're all disheveled they'll go in they'll take a shower they'll get all primmed up they'll get a nice meal and you think it's a different person 
And then you can sit down and talk to them about their future and about what can happen differently in their life. And that's why our meal programs are so vital, are so important. And the greatest way you can help us right now is financially. Of course, we always need fi- finances, especially through in these very hard economic times. Uh, go to our, our website at caringplace.org slash hope. For $2.10, you can sponsor one of those meals that can change your life. $21 is for 10 meals. And I, and I'm believing, you know, I'm believing by faith that there's someone listening today that can do a thousand meals, maybe 2,000 meals, maybe even 5,000 meals. But we appreciate everyone that comes alongside of us and help change lives. So for $21, that's a table. Uh, again, caringplace.org slash hope and you'll be able to help us financially but another way you can help us right from where you are you don't even really have to come in here and spend a lot of time is our pack the pantry food drive we do this every single fall again we're going to be serving over 250,000 meals you know we've got all the major holidays coming up we're going to give away food boxes and and goodies for all the neighborhood the neighborhood people that really need help that don't come to our centers but still are in great need so there's a lot of food that we're giving out and so our pack the pantry food drive uh, you go to caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry. And you'll see uh, the old-fashioned paper bags that we can, we can send out to you with all the non-perishable items that we're looking for. You know, go to your supermarket, your favorite one, and look for the BOGOs. Buy one, get one free. Uh, maybe a can of beans for you and a can of beans for a family that's in great need. And as you collect those items, we appreciate you dropping them off at one of our many drop-off locations. But if you're ambitious uh, and you want to put some boxes out at your place of work or your condominium association or where you worship, I will send you out some flyers and you'll be able to post those flyers and then fill those boxes up. And we will be more than happy to come out and pick those boxes up. It's all about helping one another. It's all about sharing God's love in practical ways. And and the best, easiest way sometimes is just to give someone a meal who's very hungry. Well, God bless you. We've got an exciting season coming up. We pray that you and your loved ones remain safe and healthy through all this crisis. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.